0: And you have to look at it this just from like a cost perspective. I mean, for twenty five dollars a year, I mean, this this is more than about GSCO raising money. This is about GSCO raising awareness to the super ten. Yeah. So as this program grows, so will the so the drawings will increase. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's going to be something where. You know i hope we're giving away five of these in the next three or four years and there must be present to win mm-hmm. and we're giving away you know five or ten animals a year throughout the year that are predetermined hunts um those will all be great but this you know as the membership grows in this program so will the opportunities for those members to win
1: welcome back to the gseo podcast where hunting is the number one conservation tool today's guest is jason price the executive director um, and we're going to talk about um, a few things that we've got going new for 2023 as well as some convention stuff. So, um, without further ado, let's, let's, uh, talk to Jason. How you doing, buddy?
0: Good, TJ. It's nice to be on again. Podcast seems to be going really well. I've, I've enjoyed listening to all the guests except, you know, the one I did. I tried to stay away from that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to steer clear of that one. No, it seems like yeah. we're, we're getting, uh, really, really well received reviews from everybody that I talked to. So that's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, definitely the guests that you've gotten have been, uh, have been really good and very interesting. I mean, I know most if not all of the guests, and there was something that I learned about each one of them that I didn't know by listening to the podcast. So, so really cool, and hopefully the listeners kind of get the same out of it that that I have.
1: Yeah, and, and I think having um, guests on that really nobody's heard from. I think I think that's that's kind of cool too because it, you know it seems like a lot of the podcasts you listen to, it's always the same people. So having those different people on there, I think is is important.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, some really accomplished hunters. I mean, the kind of the first one that comes to mind was Rex Bakers. I mean, he's such a cool dude. I'm I'm glad you got to sit down and talk to him. He's kind of one of those guys that, that a podcast really doesn't do it justice.
2: Uh, You
0: could talk to him like for an entire weekend and learn something new. So um, really cool, really cool that we get to have the opportunity to sit down and, and and you get to, you know, have those interviews with those guys and, and kind of give the listeners the same experience that we get like in our convention um at our conventions of getting to you know sit down face to face with these guys and and hear their stories cuz it's it's really cool.
1: Yeah, it is, man. It's fun getting to talk to those guys. And and Rex in particular like I was I was shocked about how he knew like every year when that happened. I mean, he's like he was sharp, man. I,
0: I know. He made me feel like I was like, "Oh, I, I don't remember what I did last year." <laughs> and Rex is pulling things out from like the the
1: 80s yeah i think that was Um, 81 like
0: like like it was just yesterday Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty phenomenal and like maddie i mean maddie i mean everyone knows how accomplished she is especially you know um the the younger crowd of of how accomplished she is but that was a that was a great one aaron's was a great one Mm -hmm. um they're all of them's good brendan's are always good yeah um so yeah i i've really i've really enjoyed them and and uh keep it up and i'm i'm excited about some of the guests that you have coming up and i think this convention season is going to give you an opportunity to kind of sit down face to face with some of those guys for the first time and have some in-person podcasts which you know i I think those will be even better
1: yeah yeah And for those of you people that are listening i think this is going to air before the convention if you want to sit down and you want to talk and you're at the gsco convention feel free to pull me aside or pull jason aside and and say, hey, man, you know, I'd love to get on the podcast. Like, you know, you—I've been a big GSCO supporter, or, or if you, even if you are there just as a hunter, and you want to talk, like, pull us aside and, and uh, see if we can get something on the on the schedule for you. So,
0: absolutely, that'd be great.
1: Yep. So that kind of leads into the first thing here, man. We've got some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about, um, and the first thing is the new My Ten, which is kind of goes with our Super Ten. So, explain to us what this is, man.
0: Well, the, the My 10 is, is kind of a, it it was a big group effort, a think tank, came, came from a think tank, if you, if you would. Um, I have a group of guys and and we call them convention committee. Um, they're, they're really more of a overall GSCO committee. and, And during one of the conversations, um, we, we were discussing about how to, to bring some more of these hunts to people that, you know, wouldn't otherwise be able to get them or, And at the same time, educate people on, on our platforms of what it is that, that we do. And, and the Super 10 is, is probably one of our platforms that would appeal to most hunters. Um, and that, that was kind of the direction that we wanted to go. So basically it's, it's anyone that, you know, is pursuing their Super 10, whether it could be, you know, they're just starting that process or they've done one or they've done nine. Um, they sign up as a as a My Ten member. It's twenty five bucks for the year, um, and uh, we will draw. Obviously, you have to be a GSEO member, and then you know the twenty five dollars membership for the My Ten, and we will draw a winner at our convention. And the cool thing about this that separates it from anyone else is one, it's a must be present to win. But once we draw your name, you come up on stage, and instead of us telling where you're going hunting, you're going to tell us where you're going, and and that's that's really cool. You're going to tell us, you know, based off of of what's what's left on your super 10 list and um and and we're going to pay for that hunt another thing that we'll have throughout the year is predetermined hunts um that you know the my 10 membership would be uh, eligible to win that you know aren't must be present to win drawings Uh so really cool really cool way to to kind of get that super 10 out in front of a lot of hunters that don't know anything about it and and also a great opportunity to go on some hunts um for free just by signing up
1: yeah i think that that's an awesome idea and we you've we've talked about this for a little bit and uh so you you actually have the chance to win a couple hunts not just the one that right
0: yeah that's that's what's cool about it and um you know you're not you're not kicked out or anything if you win one hunt i mean obviously you're kicked out once you complete the super 10 so theoretically you've got 10 opportunities to win hunts yeah and uh, i mean if our super slam drawing is any indicator um you're definitely gonna be capable of winning multiple hunts. I mean, the Super Slam Super Slam drawing hunt, I, I don't know how it does it, but we'll draw, you know, a couple of guys a year that, that have won before and it's just crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, for twenty five dollars, I mean, that's a steal. Like you could go moose hunting, or you could I mean you know, all the different different oh, super yeah. ten I hunts mean, that you could win yeah, is incredible.
0: We kind of, you know, expect people to come up there and, you know, when they say it, you know, I've, the obvious choice would be, you know, I'm going sheep hunting, mm-hmm. um, which again, you know, that's, that's great. But, you know, moose hunts have gotten very expensive. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a great opportunity. I mean, mountain goat hunts. I mean, yeah you know, we were just talking earlier about Aaron's mountain goats and, and how those are starting to go up more and more. So, mm-hmm. you know, even, even having the opportunity to pick a mountain goat when that's something that's, that's left. Um, that's, that's really cool. Caribou. Yeah. Uh, elk. I mean, all those hunts have gotten, gotten so much more expensive and, and this is an opportunity for, for people to, to, to win. I mean, it's, you know, it's the state drawings and state lotteries, but you know, this is much better odds.
1: Oh, definitely. And especially this year, I mean, when you get into it, like your odds are not going to be any better people. So if you, (laughs) if you like are serious about getting your super 10, like I would definitely recommend signing up as quick as you can.
0: And you have to look at it this just from like a cost perspective. I mean, for twenty five dollars a year, I mean this this is more than about GSEO raising money. This is about GSEO raising awareness to the Super Ten. Yeah. So as this program grows, so will the so the drawings will increase. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's going to be something where. You know, I hope we're giving away five of these in the next three or four years and they must be present to win. Mm -hmm. And we're giving away, you know, five or 10 animals a year throughout the year that are predetermined hunts. Um, Those will all be great. But this, you know, as the membership grows in this program, so will the opportunities for those members to win.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there, there's no, like you have to be over 18, like, and so youth people, youth can put in or.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to have to go by the, the, the rules, the hunting rules of, of, um in each given state that you would be hunting. I think yeah. in a lot of those cases, you know, you would have to be with a parent. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, this falls right in line kind of with our youth three. So if, if the younger guys want, the youth three guys want to get involved in this, absolutely. Um, you know, we just have to make make sure that um, we adhere to the state laws of, of wherever that, that hunt took place.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause I, I was just thinking like, even if you were 14, 15 years old, like you can throw you can save 25 bucks out there. You know what I mean? And, and, and your chances are, of going in the drawing are, are cool. And then you have something to look forward to every month when, or or when you're must be present to win, like you go to the convention and, yeah, and the anticipation of that drawing, like is, would be huge. Like the butterflies would be insane. Sure. So,
0: and I mean, you know, the super 10 is, is a progression of, of the mother or the U three. So yeah. yep. um, this, this is going to be really cool. So I'm, I'm very excited about the my 10 program. Um, you know, kind of making this announcement a little soon, uh, we're going to make the announcement at the convention, but for the most part, the guys that hear this podcast will be, you know, right there before the convention time. So, mm-hmm. so this is one of those things you heard it first on the Grand Slam Club Ovis podcast. So,
1: yeah, we like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be unveiled at the convention people. Um, yeah, which is cool. And I, I, I really dig this. My 10, I think it's a great idea. Um, just to, you know, help get people involved and, and just give yourself another chance to, you know, get one of them animals that you might not have been able to get before. So I think it's just a no-brainer for me. Are you registered to come to our convention yet? Spots are filling up fast, so make sure and go to slamquest.org and get that done. We'll be holding it once again at the Westgate Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, January 19th through the 21st, 2023. Come and enjoy the greatest awards program, and talk with outfitters and friends from around the world. We've got some really cool next level things we're unveiling at the convention this year that you won't want to miss. So we hope to see you there.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really exciting. Um, I, I can't wait to give the, the first one away. Yeah, um, I, I can't wait to see their face. I can't wait to hear them like screaming like halfway up the stage, I like can. sheep, 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 or you know whatever it is they want.
2: Like
0: uh-huh. you know, as soon as we draw their name, they they stand up and holler, I'm going sheep hunting or it's going to be cool. So super excited about that program. Um, and really thankful for all the guys that, you know, on the committee that helps me so, so much, um, for helping me come up with a program like this. I I think it's going to be really cool. And I think it's going to really help introduce the super 10 to a lot of guys, a lot of hunters like you and I, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're both still in pursuit of the super 10, Mm -hmm. uh, ironically i think what do you want to animal away
1: Mm -hmm. yep i need the bison or the muskox
0: yeah and i need the same yeah so um and you know i still need one of those caribou because i I tend to make sheep hunting more difficult than it is so um on my doll sheep hunt i had you know i had a doll sheep caribou hunt booked and of course i make the doll sheep hunt last the full time and there's not enough time to go hunt the caribou so i I need those two but Mm -hmm. i mean that's that kind of that list is really cool to to go after i think the super 10 is something that every north american hunter can achieve in a lifetime Mm -hmm. um i I think it is attainable i I, yeah there's some sacrifices that someone's gonna have to make for some of those huts but well worth it and if you know they join the my 10 and win then you know we're happy to help so
1: yeah i guess the only really prerequisite that we didn't talk about was you have to have those entered whatever um super 10 trophies you have right
0: Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be a certain level of trust involved in that. I mean, some guys, you know, may not enter all their animals, but I mean, we are records keeping organization first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of the, the qualifying, um, aspects of it are going to be number one, you're going to have to be a Grand Slam Club Ovis member. Number two, you will have to be a My10 member for the $25. And again, the, the, the grand slam membership can be as, as simple as the you know the EMAG version mm-hmm. of the membership, which is uh, twenty five dollars a year. So you know, not expensive. This this isn't a big you know a big expenditure for anyone. Yeah. But great opportunities to win. Uh, and then you know obviously we're going to want you to submit your hunt reports, which that's that's kind of two things for us are multifaceted. Number one, you know we're keeping the records, which we are records keeping organization that we pride we pride ourselves on that. Mm-hmm. but number 2 your report's going to be featured in one of the upcoming slam quests which you know that's just an added bonus to to submitting your trophy hunt reports
1: yeah i think that's good too and everybody like i talked about with Alan, like everybody likes to see their face in a magazine anyways like and then you get to tell your story so if you have a cool story man um we'd love to hear it and we, everybody yeah, loves to sure. see him so yeah
0: and that goes across the board so anyone listening like you know if you if you haven't submitted those hunt reports please do so um you know, kind of an apology in advance, um, they, they won't be in the next Slam issue we've had, we've been very fortunate to have a huge influx of, of hunt reports. So we're not behind as far as being caught up on the work. We're just behind on having space in the magazine. So just bear with us. Those reports will be in there, but it's a really good thing to have more than you can print.
1: Yeah, for sure. You're not searching for content. It's Yeah. It's all member driven.
0: If, yeah, if you submit a report, I promise we won't leave you out. It's just it won't be in the next SlamQuest magazine. Well,
1: and if you want to be strategic too, we've talked about this before. Is don't submit them all at once. Do them all like periodically, and then you space it out into the magazine. You know, every quarter. Oh, sure.
0: Now, if, if you didn't want them, you know, all in one SlamQuest magazine, spacing them out would, would be smart. Mm-hmm. For me, it's so easy to enter them online. I just kind of get into a rhythm. If I've got a few that I haven't done, mm-hmm. I just kind of get into a rhythm. So for me, it's just making sure that they're all in there more, more so than actually being printed in a magazine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you know, for some guys, you know, and, and, really I love reading the reports. So selfishly, like I want every report as you know possible out there. So yeah, I can, I can see what our membership's doing and, and, uh, and how they're enjoying hunting. Yeah.
1: That's cool, man so um yeah the my 10 really looking forward to that i want to see how the reception is you know at the convention when when you yeah. when you announce it um yeah just a great program and and people need to get involved in that so um we're going to talk a little bit more about that later at the convention but for now we're going to jump over into another announcement that you made i can't remember we made that like a month ago something like that about the mid-asian premiere ibex so this yeah. was one that we were looking forward to and uh, tell us a little bit about that and kind of explain it for those people that don't really know that it's, you know, about the species.
0: Yeah. First of all, it's in the past, um, you know, we've recognized new species altogether. This was kind of a little bit different approach and, and it kind of goes back to like the French mainland Corsica Mouflon, but it's a completely different deal, but this is just an opportunity for GSEO. And our platform to, you know, increase recognition of a species or, you know, maintain that value of a species. Um, so, you know, I, I need to make sure that everyone understands the, the Mid-Asian IBEX Premier is not a new species at all. It's merely an additional opportunity to our Capra milestones. Um, so that's really, in a nutshell, all it is. Now, there's some arguments and, and, and some of them are are very good arguments. There's, there's probably some scientific data out there that I have not seen yet. Hopefully more of that will be done over the, you know, the next coming months or years that, you know, that there is a completely separate species in the premier mountains of Tajik. You and I have both been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have both hunted multiple Ibex, uh, you know, throughout that region, whether it's, you know, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, uh, Pakistan or Tajik. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know that the the species in the premier are smaller. Um, there's there's some species in the lower elevations of Tajik that that are larger that more resemble that of Kyrgyzstan. But you know, at, at this time for us, I just I, I felt like, and, and and the board definitely agreed on this. Is like I I felt like if you hunted your mid Asian and Tajikistan, it's somewhat devalued that species in Kyrgyzstan. And those are both great hunts, but they're both completely different hunts and completely different experiences. And I, I thought it was I I thought it was beneficial to the species that if we recognized an additional opportunity within our list. So you know going forward we will count um both mid-Asian Ibex if you shoot one in Kyrgyzstan and one in Tajikistan. We will count those uh, independently now, rather than you know you check in that box if you just shot one in Kyrgyzstan or Tajik.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of guys like if they went to Kazak uh, or Kyrgyzstan and then you know they were going Marco Polo hunting in Tajik, they're like, ah, I don't need really, I don't need to shoot another mid Asian ibex. And now that
0: exactly, I've already shot one. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's a completely different hunt. It's a completely different experience, and. um, I think it, it brings some, some interest to the species. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of guys most know in the hunting industry, but I mean, Ibex hunting is, you know, I love sheep hunting and, you know, I, I, if I think sheep hunting is one of the greatest hunts in the world, but, and Ibex hunting is right up there with it. If, if not a better, more fun, enjoyable experience, especially if like punishing yourselves in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's it's considerably less expensive um and you know it's it's a great awesome hunt i mean if you love hunting in the mountains and you like the physical aspect or the physical challenge of hunting in the mountains um ibex are are awesome and you know it's it's not going to break the bank to go hunt them
1: yeah there are a few exceptions but i think anytime you mention ibex like you think of the nastiest craggiest (laughs) steepest like gnarly the first thing that
0: pops to my mind is pakistan we'll we'll, we'll stay off that we'll stay off that subject that Uh i want the listeners to think less of me
1: yeah for sure Uh no and i'm you know when you you were when we were first talking about this and you told me that this was coming down the pipe like i was like oh man i love it now i'm gonna get another ibex species and then i thought about i'm like wait a minute i shot both of mine in tajikistan yeah
0: yeah exactly this does not help you except here's the thing like, and, and both of those, I think you had one at lower elevation and one at higher elevation. Exactly. Both those were, those, both of those were awesome hunts. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. I know a little bit about both those hunts, but I'm relatively confident that was two completely different experiences. Oh, guaranteed. And, you know, and when it comes down to it, like the, the thing that you have to do first and foremost is enjoy the hunt. I mean, like. I, I think that, you know, I, I would never devalue someone's enjoyment of a hunt because of a list.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, you know, first and foremost, enjoy the hunt. Make sure you enjoy the experience. And, you know, hopefully one day we, we can do some more scientific studies that DNA studies that that will, you know, definitively tell us there's a difference between these. Um, you know, just geographically, these animals are are a lot closer together than people realize. So, um, it's 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 hard. Um, to separate them. And that's why we chose, because of lack of DNA uh, studies or samples, that's why we chose just to add it as an additional option to our milestones or our capital list, rather than waiting um, on, you know, additional studies that could be done that, you know, could or could not determine that there was a separate species. So, good opportunity for us to do what GSCO does. And that's, you know, continually prove that Hunting is the number one conservation tool.
1: One hundred percent. So, just to be clear, though, that the ibex in Kyrgyzstan and Kaz they're the same, and the ones in Tajik are different.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're all the. I mean, in in my mind, and I know there's some, you know, some phenotypical difference, or you know, I, I, I do get that. Um, as you know, for GSCO, they're all they're all three mid Asian ibex, whether yeah. it's Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan or Tajikistan, they're, they're mid Asian Ibex. I just um, mean, just, as far uh, as just for our, yeah, for our list. Yeah. Yeah. As
1: far as the list uh, is concerned, I should have clarified Kyrgyzstan that. But, yeah. and
0: Kazakhstan would be considered, you know, you, you could hunt a mid Asian in Kyrgyzstan or Kazakhstan and you could hunt a mid Asian in Tajikistan. Um, and we, you know, those would both be counted. Now, if you hunt one in Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan and Tajikistan, which I highly recommend you doing, we're still only counting two at this point, uh, for our milestones.
1: Yeah. So the ones in cause courage are classified with the list as the same. And that's then the Tajik right. ones are, are classified yeah. differently.
0: That's right. Mid Asian premier.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. And I would recommend yeah. anybody that's going on a Marco hunt and Tajik to add that. Definitely. It's a, it's a great, great hunt. There's lots yeah, and of them.
0: I, and I'm sure listeners, as soon as they hear us say this, Oh, well you can't import Marco Polos. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, we're, we're completely aware of that. Um, I think that that hopefully uh, and I'm very optimistic that that's resolved, um, you know. And I would love for it to be resolved this year, and it may, may very well be. But but for sure, I think we're going to get that resolved um, in the near future. So um, th- there's a lot of great organizations working on that. There's a lot of great organizations working on that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while Sheep Foundation, Safari Club International, Dallas Safari Club, Grand Slam Club, used Houston Safari Club. They've all been um, Working together on this this situation, so um, I, I think that together this this is this is something that we're going to be able to get done and hopefully get done soon.
1: Yeah, and then they can start cranking out those permits. Yeah, sure.
0: the, but the super, the really cool thing is the organizations working together for one common goal, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I'm I'm most excited about for the future of of hunting and the future of conservation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, if you do shoot an Ibex in Tajiki, you can hand carry that s- across still, you can still fly home with that. Correct. So Correct. Um, you will have that, you know, in your suitcase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the
0: crazy thing is, I mean, it's just four or five years ago, you could fly home with the Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, And, and I, I think we'll get back to that. I just think there's some, there's some hurdles. Uh, there was some miscommunications. Uh, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I think it's going to get resolved. I'm very optimistic about it getting resolved.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. And I mean, you, you would know, so that's good to hear, um, especially for guys that I know that I have a couple buddies that went over there this year and shot some, and they're really panic attack about, you know.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I obviously wouldn't give any guarantee of a decision that wasn't yeah. mine to make, right. but I just, I am very, I'm very optimistic about it.
1: Cool heck yeah well that's cool man I, I i that's a big that mid-asian premiere is a huge deal i think it's awesome because i'm a really big ibex guy but for anybody <laughs> that's going over there like get it done now because uh i'm sure that the uh, prices are gonna go up a little bit though
0: yeah that, that's the downside to doing stuff like this mm-hmm. I, I, I said something about the french man of course can move on earlier i mean that that's a prime example of what GSCO and, and GSEO's milestones can do for the conservation of an animal. I mean, the animal value in the hunt increased, you know, 10 times. Yeah. Um, and, um, that's, that's, I, I know like some guys will look at, oh, that made it, well, it's not affordable for me to hunt. Well, you know, a year ago, they said that, that was sheep bait. I, I mean, uh, wolf bait. Yeah, wolf bait. So, yeah. So, I mean, our job, first and foremost, is to protect the species mm-hmm. and adding value to the species. Everybody says it all the time: if it pays, it stays.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, if it pays, it, they protect it, and um, we're already seeing some of that happening over in uh, France with the the mouflon. So, really cool,
1: mm-hmm. very cool, very cool. And I
0: suspect the the premiere will be, you know, the same. I, I do yep. suspect those prices will go up a little bit, uh, but um, you know, at the end of the day it's an awesome hunt. And from a value perspective, there's not much better value for hunting than those Kyrgyzstan or those Tajikistan uh, IBEX.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can just, you know, go over there and, and, uh, go on just a straight IBEX hunt if you want to, yeah, you know, that's right. So,
0: especially if you factor in the, the butt whooping factor. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you definitely gonna get your money's worth on that.
1: Yeah. hundred percent for sure. So that, that's all good stuff, man. I love it. I love that. Uh, the love, the forward thinking on a lot of this stuff. It's, it's awesome. Um, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about an award, uh, that we just released. Um, and the winner was Jeff Damoski. Um, it's the Ovis award, which I think is a super cool award and you've had to have done a lot of, a lot of hunting for sure. So tell us a little bit about that award and, you know, kind of what all goes into that and, you know, Jeff's qualifications and everything like that.
0: Yeah. So you said you have to do a lot of hunting and you got to do a lot of sheep hunting. Yeah. just to kind of run down the stats for, for Jeff and, and Jeff's a great guy. He's he's a conservationist, um, talking to him and getting to know him. Uh, he's a lot like Rex Baker. I mean, his memory's incredible. Uh Uh, His knowledge of these hunting areas is credible. Um, he's, he's just super passionate about hunting and, and you can tell, like you talk to Jeff for five minutes, you can tell how passionate he is about hunting and, Uh and you have to be, I mean, he's done, um, Thirty four different ova species, eighty three total. Man, incredible! He's done forty eight North American Rams, and I want to say he's on his tenth through eleventh Grand Slam that we will we will honor him with at this year's convention, which is just is just phenomenal. But I mean, he's only a few sheep away for from you know a couple more Grand Slams. Yeah, well, um, and I think
1: it was only twenty twelve when he completed his first Grand Slam, right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he's been on a tear and it's his contributions to sheep hunting and, and sheep conservation. I, I mean, those, those numbers are kind of hard to fathom for, you know, a, a guy like me, but you know, there's, there's no mistaking in what he's done for, for what we love so much. And, and that, that's sheep hunting. And, um, the more guys like Jeff that are out there, the better off we are as, uh, as conservationist
1: yeah and that capitalist list too 36 yeah so
0: 36 yeah and uh, i think 42 overall
1: yeah that's so, insane um,
0: yeah he's he's put in a he's put in a ton of work to do this and 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 i know jeff is is up for a lot of awards or you know soon will be uh but i think if you were to ask jeff it'd be hard-pressed for him to come up with another award he's more proud of than than Ovis.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. And if you've never met Jeff, anybody they you know, he's not your typical mountain hunter-looking guy. He's a giant man, and he's I don't know, six four, six five. He's just a big dude. Like you look at him, be like, how the heck's that guy get all that done, man? But he's just I, mentally strong, I think, and just just a powerhouse, man. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I, I think he loves it so much that the physical part of it is it's not a big deal to him. He, he can do it. And mm-hmm. he's, he's very, like you said, he's very mentally strong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's obviously physically strong. I mean, six, four, six, five, make sure he never gets mad at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, but, and the passion for hunting that he, that he has is it's inspirational. Um, it's awesome that a guy like that gets this award and I mean, it's very well deserved.
1: Yeah. And uh, so how does that, how does that, is that something that's voted on by the board or how does that ward come award come about?
0: It is, it's voted on by the board. um, You know, and it's, it's, it really boils down to the numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, each board member that votes on it, you know, has a different idea or puts a different value system on certain species over others. Mm -hmm. So like you kind of, kind of sift through some of that, but like at the end of the day, this year, I mean, Jeff was, was the clear choice. Now, that doesn't mean there's not some guys right behind him. I mean, Jan Dams, Brian Houck, Larry Higgins, mm-hmm. Daryl Hosker. Um, you know, those those guys have done a, a lot of hunting. One of the guys you had on podcast, Jalen Smith. Yeah. he's done a ton. Mm-hmm. So you know, all those guys are are Ovis candidates, and you know, I suspect that we'll be announcing one of those guys that I just said, you know, just now, and for next year's Ovis winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but, but man, I mean, and those guys have some impressive list.
1: Yeah. What a hard decision. I mean,
0: oh uh, yeah, and, and you know, this year really wasn't that hard. Um, so it was, it, it was really Jeff had kind of separated himself really over this last, I'll say two years, but really over the last year. Um, you know, he kind of separated himself, especially with some of the North American Rams. Um, out, ironically, before we voted, I think he had taken three Rams, and you know, the two months before that. Dang. So um, yeah, pretty pretty incredible
1: yeah amazing it's a lot of a lot of mountains traveled, a lot of miles like yeah and just the conservation that um you know the money that was put back into conservation through all that just since 2012 i mean amazing exactly
0: and i mean you know and and i'm sure a lot of the listeners know i mean jeff bought a lot of these you know governor's tax auction Mm tax and and the the support organizations like gsco and wild sheep and Mm -hmm. and sci i mean so not only is he going hunting, he's he's supporting all these organizations, all these state efforts of of conservation. So you know, there's and a guy like Jeff, it's much more than just the numbers. I mean, he's contributed you know financially um, to the conservation of sheep. He's contributed financially to the um, you know the successfulness of of these organizations like SCI, GSCO, and wild sheep. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's more than just the, the quantity, there's, there's so much more to it, and and like I said, I mean, Jeff was a clear winner for us for this year, and um, that, that's kind of you know, I've been a part of two votes, and uh, both have been I won't say easy, but I mean, the candidate each year does seem to separate themselves from the other, like you know, right before the vote somehow,
1: yeah. Well, I guess that, that makes it kind of nice for you guys because I think going in, you're probably be like, man, I don't know, like, and then yeah. all of a sudden or someone just rises to the top and you're like, okay.
0: Uh, I know. I mean, you, I mean I'm just, I, you know, as we're talking, I'm looking at some of the numbers of the other guys. And, and, uh, I mean, you take a guy like Larry Higgins, for example. I mean, I think he's one species away from the Pantheon. man. So, you know, he's done a ton of hunting, you know, outside of, you know, just Ovis and Capras, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Houck, uh, one of our board of directors. he's an awesome guy, a uh, great hunter. I mean, he's come on strong. So I do think you know next year could be a, a difficult year just because uh, unless these you know unless one of these guys do step up and and really go on a pretty pretty strong push next year could be a difficult difficult choice.
1: Yeah, for sure. For Which sure. is
0: good. I mean, it's it's exciting because you know there there are so many guys, so many great guys in pursuit of it. I mean, uh, Brad Black just kind of qualified for the Obis list, so you never can tell about a guy like that. You know, he gets. He gets that that motivation, and, and no telling, you know, how quick he, he surges to the front of the pack. But
1: yeah, so what 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 do you what is the qualifying list for that? I don't I'm I don't know personally. So I mean, is there like a it's not like the Pantheon where you obviously have the list and then you have to have that list to to win yeah, the award. I
0: mean, yeah, it's really. I mean, it's really the Obis thirty. Is it? Um, yeah, the Ovis thirty is really kind of the the start of it. Mm-hmm. So um, once once somebody qualifies, you know, they have thirty sheep. They they really kind of move into the list.
1: Yeah, you kind of hit, pop up on the radar. Yep. Man, that's a lot of sheep. Ovis thirty. Yeah. Whew.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys. I mean, Jeff. You know, he has the the Ovis thirty. He has the Capra thirty. So. Hmm. Um. You know, there, there's some guys on the list that you know have the uh, Ovis 40. Yeah, um, which is phenomenal. You know, and a Capra 30. So, uh, yeah, as soon as they, as soon as they move into that Ovis 30 list, they, they kind of, uh, they pop up on the the overall Ovis award or Ovis candidate list.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know like what if there was like a qualifying, but that makes sense. Like, yeah. you had to have shot, shot a lot of, a lot of sheep <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> Dang, yeah, for sure. That's a lot of honey. A lot of mountains. Yeah,
0: I think you're going after the cat for 20, right? You're close to yep. that.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. A couple away from that. I yeah, thought I was I'm only just, one away, but then uh, you know that Tajik thing got me.
0: Yeah, my goal has always been the triple slam, like just from the very beginning. That's that's mm-hmm. always been my goal, and uh, it was almost derailed by the by the Bighorn hunt. But
2: mm-hmm. uh, you
0: know, I'm just a, I'm a couple away from doing that. But I mean, just you know. And triple slam getting the 12 sheet but that was difficult enough i i just can't fathom 30. that's
1: right you are getting that grand slam this year aren't you yeah yeah man
0: if they they let me you know they may not let me (laughs)
1: uh i want to hand you that award they may not let
0: me because they're still trying to trying to make sure that that uh i didn't shoot the the smallest legal grand slam in history (laughs) yeah so i think there's like a 60 day drying period and there's me and a, a couple other friends that I have that uh, definitely are in the running for the smallest Grand Slam. We have the 700 club and we're thinking about coming up with something like the 450. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you'll, you'll be number one in the 450 club.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm definitely going to be at the top, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Mac, uh, and, and he'll probably be listening to the podcast. We, we had some interesting conversations about that over a campfire in Mexico of of who would have the smallest legal grand slam and and honestly it's a pretty tight race.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> I mean I tried to shoot the biggest ram I could. It's just uh you know a good friend of mine said you can only shoot what's there. Yeah. And uh I apparently did that four times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's great.
0: But I still got the grand slam and I mean that's that's a huge dream and it was yeah. a, a huge goal accomplished. It's it's really a cool thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna be stoked to see you kind of walk across that stage, and after knowing what you struggled with, and how, you know how long oh, it took man. you to get there, and yeah, uh, it definitely cool.
0: gave me a newfound appreciation for everyone that does it once. Mm-hmm. But guys, and I, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, guys like Tom Foss that have done it, you know, five times archery, or you know Butch Kuflack or Jeff Demosky that's done it, you know, ten plus. Yeah, and that's that's unbelievable. It it's, is it's really cool and and by doing it myself and especially having the troubles i did and the failures i did you know the couple of times on the, the big horn hunt it it just gave me a a new appreciation for something that i knew was already difficult to accomplish so
1: mm-hmm. really yeah. cool yeah awesome stuff man and that Ovis award awesome award and congratulations jeff uh we look forward to having a drink with you at the convention and celebrating with you and and just having a good time man um, yeah congrats on that award Hey everybody, have you heard about our Super Slam drawing? If not, check this out. Since 2010, GSEO has sent more than 250 winners on free, fully guided hunts with some of the industry's best outfitters. That's more than $5 million worth of hunts. Wow. For only $100 per month or $1,200 per year, you will have the opportunity to win a hunt of a lifetime. In 2022 alone, you will have 30 chances of winning with multiple monthly drawings. You will also receive a GSEO membership and four issues of the best hunting mag in the industry. On top of that, the longer you're in the raffle, the more names you get in the hat. So keep that in mind. That's a big incentive. To join the Super Slam drawing, go to slamquest.org and sign up today. And remember, you can't win it if you're not in it.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to switch things up on you a little bit. And I can tell you I was going to do this before the podcast. All good. You know, and I haven't gotten to watch the ep- the newest episode of the experience oh here
1: we go <laughs> but
0: I, I do feel like that i lived part of the experience you know from you know 900 miles away in the comfort of my own home uh-huh. um and and maybe this is not something you want to get into but oh, you it's want all to good tell the listeners just how prepared you were for on your most recent mountain goat hunt oh yeah um so especially with especially with the atv on what looked to be like a road <laughs> uh so like i was genuinely concerned about you guys that you were stuck out in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. with nothing and then the photo comes in and the atv with the flat tire on the road (laughs) so kind kind of
1: (laughs) you want to talk about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it always seems like you know it's these these stories are my at my expense yeah so i just want to Feel like I want to feel for one time what it's like for the shoe to be on the other foot. Okay, okay. Um, with 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 your experience and and how well prepared you were with that ATV.
1: Okay, so everybody, if you watch the video, the editor, our editor Warner, he did a really good job of making us look really good on that. I'm <laughs> telling you that right now. <laughs> and when I told Jason that, he's like, "Dang it! I wish Warner wouldn't have done that." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we went on a, a goat hunt, and um, we saw some goats that were, like, a long ways away, and um, so we started going after these goats, and looking on X looks like there's a pretty good road, um, so we start heading down this road, and as we're going down the road, the tires just started burping, like they were just leaking air, and we got to a spot to where it was really, the, the ranger was really off camber really bad, and we lost all the air in the tire. So... I didn't even think about it. Like I've literally driven that Ranger everywhere and never had an issue. And then <laughs> we're down in this bottom, um, and you can see on the video, we did like a little interview or whatever. And uh, we didn't have any service, but we didn't have we didn't have a compressor, we didn't have a spare, we didn't have a tire iron. Like we were so unprepared, and <laughs> it, like panic mode was setting in, <laughs> and so we tried everything, we, like. Everybody's like, oh, well, we've seen these YouTube videos where, you know, you can put starter fluid around the bead of the uh, the rim and get the tire to pop. So we're like, we didn't have any starter fluid, right? So we're like, that'd have be been cool if we'd had starter fluid. But So we <laughs> siphoned gas out of the ranger with a rag, put a bunch of gas around the bead, and we're like, all right, let's try this. But here's some water just in case we catch the rig on fire, which, yeah, <laughs> we were in desperate mode, but... Um, uh, so we tried that it didn't work. So what do we do? Like we walked down. Yeah, the-
0: so, so the listeners need to know, and there is a such thing. And I had no clue. There's an ATV yeah. rescue team. Yeah. I'm going to
1: get to that. You just hold on a second. So we l- I can't
0: believe there's an <laughs> ATV rescue team.
1: <laughs> so. We, we limped this thing out of the hole and it's, ra- I mean, we had to go through these ice falls and we're winching out because we're literally driving one mile an hour and we have zero traction. So we get to a spot where the, the tire finally falls off the bead, off the rim, and we have service luckily, right? So I call some buddies of mine and um, they were all in Denver. They were literally four or five hours away and, and uh, nobody could come and help. So in the meantime, my cousin is on the internet and he finds this four by four nonprofit rescue team. So <laughs> we're like, well, we didn't know they were nonprofit at the time, so we called and like, so how much is this going to cost? We're like, well, honestly, like you just guys give us a donation and you know that we work on a nonprofit. So we do all that and they're like, okay, well, we're going to try and get to tonight. So in the meantime, we're, we built a fire. And it's me and Sawyer and my cousin and Sawyer's like, dude, I'm going to call Jason. I'm like, you really want to do that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's do it. So he calls, he, and Jay, we start explaining the story to Jason. He goes, "You two idiots are all the way up there, and and you call the rescue. You you need to get rescued." <laughs> like, yep. I was like, gosh dang it! I swear, I told you not to call. <laughs> told you not yep. to call him.
0: Yeah, the first thing I thought you guys would do when they got there is, like, one of you stick out your hands and say, yeah, I'm Jason Price, nice to meet you. (laughs) For sure. I was like, like, don't tell him your name, for sure don't use mine.
1: Yeah. No, I think we talked about name dropping too, but I'll never forget, you're (laughs) like, you two idiots are up there and you had to get (laughs) rescued? Like, what the? (laughs) Uh,
0: And I was like, I hope you've got this on film.
1: Oh, yeah. The yeah.
0: rest of the viewers need to know just how prepared you two were. Yeah. And and, and throwing and Sawyer was was one of your guests on, on the podcast and, and he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's awesome to be around. I've been on a ton of hunts with him. But if I if you were ever stuck with him like that, he would eat all the rashes, especially yeah. the Reese's peanut butter cups, within thirty minutes. For so sure. I knew you guys could very possibly be in real danger because <laughs> Sawyer had probably eaten all the food already. <laughs>
1: There ain't but, but no I doubt. I
0: had no idea there was an ATV rescue team. Yeah, that could come and get you, pansies. I know. And uh, and and help. Did they skin the goat for you guys too? Or <laughs> did, did they shoot?
1: You know, what else did they have to do? Oh man, yeah. No, luckily they they got us back in business though, and and uh, and they and they actually came up the road that we came, we limped out of, and I, they came up behind me, and I, they got out, and I'm like, you guys came up that road? They're like, oh yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? unreal like i caught crap about that i was getting texts from price Uh, called price called everybody
0: yeah i think i'd already told aaron about what happened just so that that he was he was prepared and whatever he was going to launch into you with because he has some good zingers and one-liners so i wanted to make sure he was fully prepared oh
1: yeah i was getting texts from dudes like sending me tire (laughs) patch repair kits on amazon and oh my gosh i was like oh well i just had to own it man i just had to own it <laughs> what are you gonna do man,
0: did you ever <laughs> yeah did you ever i still think warner edited those dudes out from like taking the goat off the mountain for me and caping it out and i think he probably just edited
1: that out <laughs> uh, don't be giving away our trade secrets here man
0: i know i know that, that's awesome though i mean those are things like that that you'll remember forever and and yeah. we're definitely your friends are definitely not gonna let you forget it.
1: Oh no way! Like when yeah, I, no. when he wanted to call you, I was like, please don't. Like, <laughs> I don't well, want to hear it.
0: <laughs> I had to throw that curveball to you, and, and I, the listeners definitely need to know yeah. exactly who GSCO has picked to do the podcast. Yeah. So, um, Alaskan
1: guide extraordinaire, people, right here. Like, I come the most I, prepared.
0: Exactly. <laughs> You're not gonna be working at any ATV service shops. <laughs>
1: oh man i I dislike you right now
0: (laughs) well (laughs) you know this was just kind of the icing on the cake after i called everyone else and told them yeah So i wanted to make sure if i missed anyone uh during when this was happening you know hopefully you're listening now
1: and
0: and, uh and i've made sure i've gotten the word out to everyone
1: yeah yeah well i was hoping to avoid that that's why i kind of left that out of the uh, notes when we were talking about this podcast
0: conversation or the pakistan i mean it's it's you're always hammering me so Dang. i definitely owe you one or two we're not even so
1: no we're it's, not even I, you still well, owe nice. me
0: it, yeah it's coming <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome, man. Well, and if anything, it'll, you know, prompt some people to watch the video. It's on Carbon TV right now, and it should be released yeah. on YouTube here this week, so.
0: It'll for sure make them take some fix-a-flat on their next hunt if they're taking an ATV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a compressor, or, yeah.
0: You know, that's just a little staple. I mean, you are in an ATV, by the way, so you're not counting ounces for your backpack. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, so I think I think the guys that are going to take away that watch it on the experience is, To make sure they have some fix-a-flat and air compressor, Mm -hmm. Um, so at at the minimum. And and my bet is you will in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. The next day I went down and bought a spare and a and a lug wrench. And I took the jack out of my truck. (laughs) So yeah, I was prepared the next day, to say the least.
0: (laughs) I bet you were.
1: Yeah. Well, if that's hopefully this helps you people like come prepared. Don't take it for granted that you've been on your Ranger nine hundred. 57,000 times and nothing's ever happened because it will happen to you eventually. It just sucks that it had to be on video.
0: Oh uh, and it, it, now for the rest of it, it made it so much better
1: <laughs> for sure, man. Well, thank you for that, Jason. I really appreciate yeah, that. And yeah, that was anytime. a story that needs to be aired, I guess.
0: Anytime. for sure. <laughs> I'll make sure that, that this is also mentioned in the title of yeah. the
1: podcast. Oh yeah. I forgot you have control over that. Dang it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure that
1: <laughs> dang it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I may even put like the minute mark. Yeah, I do. So, like, it, so the people that don't want to listen to anything else that I said, that you know, that they understand that that's an important part of the podcast.
1: Yeah, go past the my ten, the Ovis, the yeah. Mid Asian, and, and just all skip that to all that.
0: that awesome stuff. Go to go to this spot about TJ not being prepared.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, I hope you guys get a good yeah, kick the, out of the it.
0: legend, the legend Ooh. TJ Sanchez. Oh man, not prepared. Yeah,
1: it's getting deep in here today. I
0: know. I
1: know. Dang, I haven't heard that in a while. I guess it is yeah, show all, season. so
0: Yeah, all good stuff. So. Yeah. It's that time of year that uh, everybody walks up and says congratulations and tells TJ how much of a legend he is.
1: <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. Hey, yeah. um, the the wa- Middle
0: East guys and outfitters that you see at the conventions, they walk up and that's the first thing they say, congratulations, congratulations.
1: <laughs> Warner, when you listen to <laughs> yeah. this, edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got control of the edit too. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> oh man, yeah. too much, all dude. All good
0: stuff. I, it, and, and the cool thing is, the convention season is is probably happening. You know, right now during this um, during this podcast release. Yeah. Um, the convention times are awesome. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at a lot of them, if not mm-hmm. all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um You know, I'll be at DSC, and then I know you're coming to join us at GSCO. TJ, mm-hmm. we'll be together at SCI you'll be at wild sheep. I'm trying to get to wild sheep. It's just, that's kind of a difficult time for us because our convention is the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still trying to pull that one off, but, but yeah, like TJ said before, if, if you guys see any of us or, or definitely if you guys are interested in being on the podcast, you know, flag down TJ. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm always interested in hearing hunting stories and, and talking to our members. So, um, look forward to seeing everyone at the convention. That's, that's in my opinion, that's the best thing about the conventions is just, getting together again and and for us from the gsco standpoint i mean it's really awesome because i get to celebrate everyone's hunting accomplishments with them Mm -hmm. and uh that's that's really what sets gsco apart and and the thing that that i really love the most
1: yeah for sure and you feel free to drag me aside if you see me at sei or wild Sheep or you know and you want to hey man i love to be on the cast i've been listening to it or whatever and yeah anytime like that's just talking we'll, we'll we'll get it scheduled we're always looking to add you know cool people to the list and you know guys that just share the same passion that we do so um yeah and i love the conventions Absolutely. man I, I love it i love the the public relations the camaraderie like everything that goes with it man i i love it it's it's yeah me enjoyable. too
0: it's, it's my favorite season of the year every year i'm mm-hmm. um, getting to see everyone um and, and I, I'd like you I, I really love it I look forward to it and uh, hope to see everyone at, at one of those conventions
1: yeah for sure so let, we'll just um, talk about a couple more things and we'll let you go man I know yeah. you're super busy so super slam like we've talked a lot about about a lot about this and you know how it's gonna kind of get better going forward so talk about the the new list and kind of the super cool hunts that are going to be offered in the super slam now.
0: Yeah. So like, first of all, I can't sign up for super slam drawing. There's, there's an obvious conflict of interest there, but I can tell you that, you know, if I was not the executive director of grand slam club, Ovis, there's a no doubt that I would be a super slam member for the drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, The quality of hunts that we have coming up this year are, are awesome. Um, I'll, I'll run through a few of them for yeah. you. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, and, and January we'll actually, um, draw January and February's at this year's convention, but just, um, we have a $20,000 hunt credit that we're drawing at the convention. Uh, we got a mule deer hunt, a barren ground muskox and a Roosevelt elk. All four of those will be drawn. Uh, and, and one of our Sum drawing members will win one of those hunts. Wow. Um, and, and at the convention, January, February, that's not a must be present to win or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. You know, those are just our SuperStim <laughs> drawing members. And that drawing will be held at the convention. Um, in March, uh, we have a, a caribou hunt with Canada North. We also have an additional drawing in March. That's a $5,000 hunt credit. Uh, the cool thing about this credit is as long as it's a GSCO approved outfitter, you just tell us where to send the money. So you guys that are paying on stone sheep hunts or doll sheep hunts or you know, desert hunts or bighorn hunts or whatever, just, you know, tell us your outfitter and, and we'll send that, that credit on. Um, we'll send that payment on to your outfitter.
1: Um, same thing April with the 20,000, right?
0: Yeah. Same thing with 20,000.
1: Yeah. As long as it's a GSEO approved outfitter.
0: Absolutely. Okay. And, and and most are, uh, right. but you know, if there's one of those outfitters that, you know, is not a member of GSEO, then we're going to make sure to get them signed up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, obviously we'd, we'd love for our members to support those that support us. So, um, that, that's kind of why we do it that way. Um, in April, we have Alaska Yukon moose with, with my good friend, Bob Summers, which, um, it's going to be a fun hunt. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some great moose up there. Um, actually the experience has a film, uh, hunting with Bob up Mm -hmm. there. So really cool. cool. Yeah. Really cool hunt. Um, we have a mule deer at San Jose. That's with Oscar Molina. They run an incredible operation. Um, I was just there this last. Uh, right before Christmas, kind of did you know a father-son hunt, and everyone's kids ended up shooting 180 to 190, 195 uh, trophy mule deer. It, it's just a phenomenal place. We've had a lot of members going to this place. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Moan and Gary Adams were there the week before me. The, this, the, it, the food's awesome, the lodging's awesome, and, and the animals are, are phenomenal. Uh, May also, we have the same $5,000 hunt credit drawing. Um, you know, same as March, same as, as January, you know, you just tell us the outfitter, um, June kind of doing something a little bit different. It's kind of like the, the, the mountain goat central. Yeah. Um, we got one with a uh, sticking God service and we've got one with uh, a good friend of mine, Ron Berard, up in, uh, BC Sawtooth outfitters, uh, giving away two mountain goat hunts that month. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. July Tule elk, uh, also another $5,000 hunt credit in July. Um, in August, Alaska brown bear, that's going to be a really cool hunt. Um, I mean, that's a lot of these hunts are worth getting into the drawing just, just for, you know, for one individual hunt, but you know, having the opportunity to do these great hunts or win these great hunts month in and month out is pretty cool. Um, and then in September, we really turned it up a Mm -hmm. notch and it's kind of, that's the grand slam giveaway. Um. And it looks like it's a completely different giveaway if you were to look at the brochure, but it's not. It's part of the, the Super Slam drawing. So September's Doll Sheep, October Rocky Mountain Bighorn, uh, November a Desert Sheep, and uh, and December a Stone Sheep. So really, really cool opportunities to win some, some unbelievable high-quality hunts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have 2024s. Um, drawings, you know, established relatively soon. So, guys, that you know, maybe get in in February, March, or April. Know what you know what next year's going to be. So, anyone that gets in, it's you know, it's in a 12 month period from what, the, whatever date you sign up. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's not a January through December drawing. Uh, it's basically from whenever you sign up. So, if you sign up in July, it's July through June. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and remember, like I, I have these in in the commercials. But the longer you're in the drawing, the more names you get in the hat. So that's a it's a huge incentive to stay in the drawings because the way that uh, Jason and the board and everybody are making these things, like we want quality quality hunts, you know. And I think it's really it's really cool because I mean, the, the just the chance alone to win, you know, one of any of those four sheep right now. Oh with, yeah. With I the way the mean. price is going, like in and, and then a brown bear, like. Uh, they, they, these aren't cheap hunts. Like these are legitimate, super cool hunts. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And and, and it's cool to be able to to offer those kind of hunts because uh, because they are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's just an added reason to get in. And and I know a lot of guys are in the Super Sun drawing to support the organization, and and I, I appreciate that. But you know we also want to make it um, appealing to other guys to get in because they are such such good high value, high quality hunts.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's it's important.
0: Yeah. So, and, and hopefully, we have the 2024 lineup, like I said, come out soon. So, you kind of see what, what we're doing and, and the direction we're going with those hunts. But if you're not a Super Slam drawing, if you listen to this podcast, and you're not a Super Slam drawing member, you're crazy. Reach out to us mm-hmm. today, get signed up. It's $100 a month, uh, it's a 12 month commitment. And like TJ said, the longer you're in, the more chances you have to win. Um, every year that you're in, you get an additional uh, name in the in the drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would argue that again, these are better odds than winning some of those, you know, coveted state lottery tags.
1: Well, and I know for a lot of guys, like, and they're not going to be able to afford to go stone sheep hunting. So you know, being Absolutely. in as many raffles as you can be in, like, you got to be in those. There's just yeah. There's just no way, like, it's a no-brainer. It's just like the My 10, if you're not a... Absolutely. I was know. just going
0: to say that. Same thing with the My 10. And I, I mean, a lot of these hunts are, you know, expensive, and and especially for a young guy looking at it, you know, at 25, 26 years old, and, mm-hmm. you know, just getting into their, the earning part of their life, and but they have a passion for hunting, and, and they want to, you know, pursue the Super 10, or the Grand Slam, or, you know, these are... The, and the likelihood of it happening is slim, but, I mean, theoretically, somebody could you know, the same person could win the doll, the the big horn, and the desert the yeah. stone. So it's it's just crazy that that it could be that way. But like your name goes back in the drawing even if you win every single time. Yep. When we have multiple drawings during a month, your name is in both of those drawings. If we draw the ticket out, we announce the winner. We put your ticket back in the drum before we do the next drawing. So mm-hmm. it's it's um it's really cool, and you know we're just gonna keep trying to turn it up a notch, you know, each year and, and try to make it better and better.
1: Yeah. And you can watch all those drawings on grand slam club over the YouTube page and you can see for yourself. If you win Cameron, whoever does a drawing takes a picture of your name and then your name automatically goes right back in the, in the barrel and it's spun around again. Like, so I mean, there's, everything is legitimate. Like you can really, yeah. you can watch and be excited. You know, that's what it's about yeah. is you know and the we'll anticipation do, of it.
0: Right. This next year, we'll do a better job of making sure that the, the drawings are done uh relatively similar each month as far as the time frame so um, yeah and and that schedule will be announced here shortly of when all those drawings will be
1: cool yeah that's awesome yeah so check your emails if you haven't signed up yet uh, go sign up and you know you'll get those emails and we try not to blast you too much with the email but you know you'll get you'll get those emails of when all that stuff's gonna come out so yeah
0: I mean, it's 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 a it's really for the value of it it's really a no-brainer so yeah um i'm not going to blast you too much with with the uh the emails but i I, you know i I just want our members to be aware that there's some really high quality hunts um and even the guys that aren't our members we'd love to have you as members and 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 get involved in the super sum drawing because you you got a good chance to win your your first time
1: Mm -hmm. and thanks to all those outfitters out there too that uh you know are willing to do these hunts with these people that win these out of the raffle. So I know sometimes I can, yeah. And if be... you'll,
0: you'll, you'll, you'll <clears throat> see, I mean, these are high quality hunts mm-hmm. and you know, guys can sell these hunts at the, at the conventions and they can sell them online. I mean, that these hunts aren't things that, you know, people are having trouble selling. These these are, these are high quality hunts and mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're very fortunate to have a good group of outfitters that, that believe in what it is that we're doing. And, and it's, uh, this, this is our way to support them at the same time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Make it good for them as well. Yep. So that, that's awesome, man. I'm glad we got that in. And the last thing we're going to talk about is the convention. So we have some new things that are coming out for the convention. Just talk a little bit, you know, about those, you know, like the the slam party and, and that kind of stuff that we're going to do differently this year at the convention. To yeah, make it more let Yeah, just
0: kind fun. of give you a, a quick rundown of what's going on this year. So, um, you know, Thursday night uh, we'll, we'll have um, – you know, our regular uh, banquet and presentations uh, followed by an auction. And then uh, after that, we'll have the after party, which is something new for this year. Um, and it's really more of a welcoming party during this party. It's, you know, it's open bar. Uh, we will do the, um, the trophy awards during the after party and most likely the guide awards this year in the after party. Cool. On Thursday night. Uh, Friday night, just a much more—it's a laid-back atmosphere. Just you know, everyone getting together for that kind of that first night, and uh, and having a good time and, and catching up. Uh, Friday shifts gears a little bit. Uh, you know, that's our Grand Slam night. We give away Grand Slams, and that'll be followed same way by an after party. There'll be live entertainment at this after party, um, which which is going to be cool. Again, you know, free drinks, and we're just going to be celebrating all those guys that got any sort of slam. You know, your Super 10 Slam, Super 25 Slam, Grand Slam, Triple Slam, Ovis, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, just you know, an opportunity to celebrate those guys' accomplishments. Um, you know, and then Saturday, we, we, we're lucky enough this year, obviously, to have, like you said earlier, the Ovis recipient. Uh, Jeff will be there, and uh, Brad Black, the newest Pantheon inductee. Mm-hmm. So Saturday night, again, live entertainment, free drinks after party, and we'll be celebrating um, – those guys and their accomplishments. So really cool opportunity for us to kind of just, it's, it's not so much of a, of a change or or a different approach. It's just an opportunity for us to stay together a little bit longer and, and a relaxed, fun environment. And, and that's kind of the direction we're going with the after parties. Um, the, the banquets and the presentation themselves. I mean, this year we have over 50 grand slams to give away,
1: man. That's amazing. Which,
0: which is absolutely incredible, yeah, um that's that's really cool. Um, and then you know the introduction of the my ten is is a big thing for us, and um, you know we're we're sold out on the capacity of what we can be as far as outfitters. so very fortunate to to sell out the 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 venue for us. and um, it looks like you know we're gonna have it's gonna be very well attended and we're we're really excited about this year
1: cool yeah and make sure you guys go and 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 bid on those auctions you can bid online on the auctions and you can you know bid in person too uh, there's yeah, and there's some really cool hunts. The,
0: yeah hopefully everyone's got an auction magazine it's mm-hmm. there's there's some really cool hunting opportunities with within that magazine that I'd, I'd argue they might be the best ever that we've ever had um pretty dang good man really, i was looking at the list yeah, online yeah really cool a very very happy Um, and again, super appreciative of the outfitters that support Grand Slam Club Ovis and, and, and the guys and and the members that purchase those hunts. So really cool. That's, that's a big, you know, I I think that kind of gets lost in it, but, you know, bidding on those items is what helps support Grand Slam Club Ovis and, and what it is that we do. So, you know, we're super appreciative of, of guys that, that bid on those hunts and, and very appreciative of the outfitters to give us such quality hunts to have, to have, uh, in the auction.
1: For sure. Yep, I know I'll be there looking.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we have uh, another thing. We have is the the ladies' luncheon, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm going to do everything I can to stay out of there because I heard that's pretty wild in there, <laughs> um, and they act like they're going to force a few of the board members in there. So I'm I'm probably most nervous about that. Yeah. Um, so. Um, during that, if someone could have some sort of manufactured problem for me to attend to, I'd appreciate it. Um, (laughs) what day is that? Jason? uh, (laughs) That's on Saturday, I believe. And I'm not looking at the schedule, but, um, I think that's, uh, actually, I think the ladies lunch is on Friday and the lumpers and splitters is on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Lumpers Um, and splitters. We talked about that on a previous podcast.
0: Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yep. Uh, it's just a chat session for guys to sit down and, and talk to, to, you know, guys that are on our, um, Trophy committee like Rex Baker, Rennie, uh, Brian, and Bruce, and and Mark, and Ed, uh, and Cameron, and I. It's it's going to be cool. It's, it you know I, I suspect there's going to be some outfitters with you know a few requests there, of some species, or s- some different ways of doing our our milestones or list. But you know more more importantly, it's just a place for our members to to ask questions of of why we do certain things or how we do certain things. Uh, you know we've had some. So, and I won't say there's been a lot, but there's been a few issues with the Bazaar hybrids, the Cree Cree hybrids, and, you know, obviously the Fannins, which this next year will address the Fannins, uh going forward. So, yeah. But just a good opportunity for guys to ask questions to kind of see where that committee is and, and how they go about the business of accepting or not accepting trophies.
1: Yeah, just being transparent, man, I think is important. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Cool, man. It sounds exciting, and I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be here really quick so um yeah Yeah, definitely yeah so uh thanks for sitting down man and taking the time to go over all this stuff um and making me tell hunting stories that i don't want to (laughs) tell
0: yeah i'll make sure we we get that that minute mark posted in the title um so so everyone knows exactly where to skip ahead to to hear about how prepared you were on your mountain goat hunt
1: yeah can we drop a link in the description
0: (laughs) yeah and probably like like uh like hyperlink it to an air compressor or
1: something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Well, I appreciate it, brother, and it's it's always yeah, good to talk TJ, to you, anytime
0: man. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you do for Grand Slam obus I've enjoyed the podcast and super excited about uh the guest and the future of it.
1: Cool, man. I'm excited too and uh yeah, we'll see you uh here in a couple weeks.
0: All right, man. See you soon. All right, bye. bye. Hey
1: everybody, just a quick reminder here to get signed up for our memberships. Whether you're signing up as a new member we're just renewing, it is vital in helping our conservation efforts for all species. We have a couple different options for you to choose from. The first is our most popular, it's $75 per year, which you get 4 issues of the Slam Quest magazine, which in my opinion is the best hunting mag out there. It also comes with many other benefits that you can see on our website at slamquest.org. The second option is our e-mag, which is $25 per year, and you get all the same benefits with the exception of voting rights and no print magazine will be sent to you. So if you're a digital person, this one was made for you. You can learn more about how to get signed up for these memberships as well as our international and lifetime memberships at slamquest.org.